welcome back to part two of the crazy Barnett Natalia shit show. Nega <laughs> the shit show. <laughs> uh, so if you didn't tune in last week and you live under a rock and haven't heard the tabloids or the stories or the dacos or People magazines or anything. Um, Go back and listen to part one. And then you can come back and join us for part two. Um, Again, just saying this is probably not much new information, but we just wanted to bring it as a big conversation piece um, and get opinions, thoughts. Yeah, because it's such like a crazy and like also entertaining story. There's just so much to say and, like, think about, like, everything that happens. It's it's truly a crazy story. It really is. Um, but before we get into it, um, we are drinking a class. A class. A class. A glass of our traditional Moscato by Cupcake, one of our favorites. Definitely, like, one of our top favorites. Crisp and clean on this 85 degree night. Right? And tomorrow's the first day of summer, so... So it works out, you know? And it's my hubby's birthday, so pre-happy birthday. Yes. Although it'll be after the time you guys... Yeah, post-happy birthday when this comes out, but pre-happy birthday for us recording it. And it doesn't really matter because he's never going to hear it because he does not listen to the show. Fake fan. <laughs> oh, and hi, Dex. We forgot to uh, shout you out. Low pointed out last, last week. We did, we did. Speaking of Dax, though, before I start the show, if you guys have not listened to any of his episodes, you should. But if you do and you're like, ah, I'm behind, go check out the Robert Downey Jr. one. So good. I, like, giggled and smiled a lot through my workday because of that episode. So thank you all for that wonderful episode that you brought to my life. I'm definitely going to have to go back and listen to that. It's new, right? Yeah, I haven't heard it yet, but... Uh, I and your drive like... home, it'll make your drive home go fast tonight. Okay, yeah. I feel like I could just see him being, like, super funny and, like, charismatic. And He's I quick on his like... feet. The wit, mm-hmm. it's funny. I feel like he'd be a really good one to listen to, for sure. Oh, just also, we're talking about podcasts. Really quick, I was listening to Call Her Daddy today, and um, Audrey, no, Aubrey O'Day, do you know who that is? She was from um, Danity Kane, the band. Uh, do you know that? Hey, don't. You kn- you would know their one song, but of course I'm blanking on how it goes. Oh, the damaged. Do do you got a first aid kit handy? You don't know that song. Okay, whatever. Anyways, <laughs> point is, <laughs> I was listening to her on Call Her Daddy, and she dated Polly D, and she was talking about how. It was she was in a very toxic relationship with Polly D. He was extremely controlling and horrible. She had to like unfollow everybody on Instagram. He controlled what she wore and really and he like threatened if she didn't do the things that he wanted, he would cheat on her. He did cheat on her. And she's like, and it frustrates me so much so much because to this day nobody believes me because everybody just sees him as this amazing positive person and she's like it's so frustrating because I I was in it and like he was very toxic to me and I'm like oh my gosh Polly D 
Did they ever mention her name on the show? Because you're ahead of me. No. No, they dated years back. Before the show? Not before the show, but mm. they didn't ever talk about her on the show. Okay. Yeah. He just dated her. I don't even know how many years ago it was at this mm. point. Maybe like five or something. I mean, to her point, I get it. Because you do see Polly on the show and he seems like just fun, you know, whatever. And he's got this new girl now and they seem like they're in love and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. I mean, you would think that he's surrounded by women, you know, Deaners and Snooky, and he always treats them respectfully. So you would think that having girl best friends yeah. to treat someone. But I am not going to call her a liar because we don't know. We weren't there. Right. And what somebody shows on TV could be a different persona than what you see off cameras. 100%. So if that did happen for her, that it, it's very terrible yeah that she's going through that and went through that and nobody believes her because that's got to be a sucky feeling to have oh yeah you know um if she is just using his name through slander and all this stuff because they broke up well that's terrible too right so i don't want to say i hope she went through it because i don't but i really would hope that she wouldn't lie about something like that. exactly yeah 100 percent um but yeah i I had to bring that up because, you know, we're big Jersey Shore stands. If you guys listen to us, you know we probably mention it, like, at least once an episode. Um, I did finish Selling Sunset, um, and that's uh, a big drama around selling houses. More drama than selling houses. Yeah. But one of the new realtors on there is Nick Cannon's baby mama number, I think she had his 10th kid. Okay. And on the show, I think another one slid out. Because he's got 11 now, right? I think. I think he has 11, yeah. It's just so crazy. And she talked about it a little bit. Just like how um, they're not really together. and um, But they have a relationship, but they don't. It's very open. Yeah. Like, and clearly you could see she was hurt when she found out in the headlines they dated another baby. She didn't know. Um but she said on the show that after, excuse me, after you have 10 kids, you don't have to pay child support for like 11, 12, 13, 14, because you're automatically declared can't afford it. What? Even though he's Nick Cannon? Well, for him, I might be a little bit different because he is a known celebrity. Yeah. So I think there is some kind of... Wiggle room there. Like a... A set number or okay. something, yeah. But they said, yeah, by law, like so. What the heck? That's a stupid law. Like I get it, but at the same time, like, stop having babies. Pull like, out, dude. Pull out. Where? Go get dumb. fixed. Go, yeah, literally. Like, ugh. I love all the Father's Day Nick Cannon memes and jokes that. I- I just see all over the internet. I'm like, oh my God, like so many people who want to have a family and want to try so hard can't. And then you got Nick Cannon who looks at a girl and she becomes pregnant. For real. It is really sad how some people struggle so hard and then others just pop them out left and right with different people, you know? And it would be one thing if it was like, you know, maybe one or two baby mama, you know, but he's got like six different baby mamas and like... He's all over the place. Oh, my God. I think Mariah might have dodged a bullet. I don't know. I, I think she did, for <laughs> sure. I think, isn't she married to, like, a billionaire now? I have no idea. I, or she was engaged or dating But she has one. his first two. They're twins, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Craziness. Well, enough with Nick Cannon. Let's can that. Yeah, let's, let's can that. Boom. 
Okay, so um, the last episode, I basically went over a lot of the facts, um, how they got Natalia, and just some of her acting out that she had done. Some of the, we talked about the psych wards and therapy they tried to do for her, and like nothing was working. Um, they got her an apartment. The first one was, you know, first floor. Second one, we agreed, kind of shady that it was a second floor. Horrible. Okay, 6 or 16 or 26 or 46. She can't walk stairs, people. Like, her legs, they're not that physically have enough strength to do mm-hmm. as normal people do. So that was a little uh, on the shady side. Yeah. So today we're just going to, you know talk a little bit more about it and I'm just going to go over um, what some of the people around Natalia's life had witnessed, talked about, said. Um, before the Barnetts met her, there was a adoptive mom um, and her name was Judith Iving. She was a prospect for it. She was from Clinton, Indiana and she ended up falling through and not doing it because it was going to cost like 25 grand, I believe, to, to adopt her. And also, there was talk of her like, is she going to need surgeries um, with her disorder? And so she ended up passing on adopting her, and she did feel terrible about it, and she gets emotional. But, uh, she goes on to say that, like, in her heart, she feels like Natalia is the daughter that she never had. She goes on to say that Christine tried to get in touch with her through social media, claiming that Natalia was threatening to hurt their family. But this Judith lady was very unfazed by it, explaining that she was a teacher who come across plenty of troubled kids. And she's like, I've been threatened before. So what? The child needs your help. So get the child help. Now, here's where I have the problem with that. Um, I do believe that this lady has very good intentions and that she, her emotion was probably real, wanted this child and couldn't afford it or couldn't take her or whatever it was. One, if the lady wanted her so much, I would have reached back out to Christine and been like, hey, I don't have the 25 grand, but I will take her, bring her to my house. Right, like you pay for the medical stuff since she's yours, and I'll take care of her. Yeah, you, I'll take her off your hands. Like, if you really want her gone, then you're not going to be worried about the twenty five grand. I will just take. And her. like, then they wouldn't have to pay for the apartment and all the stuff for her. You know, yeah. like so. But, I feel so like, that wasn't a thing. Yeah. Um. Another thing, I don't like how she says I've been threatened by children before. So what, dude? I'm sorry, yes, you're a teacher, but you're also a teacher in a very structured building where there are lots of principals, teachers, securities, other students, whatever. Um, and I do have people in my life that have had kids, um, teenagers, kids, that have become violent with them, and they are scared of their kid. Like, oh, yeah. it's a real thing. Now, Natalia, with her dwarfism does make her smaller but she was heavier like muscle wise like 
Um, and crazy comes in all different forms. Oh, yeah, especially if you didn't, if you remember guys from last episode, she's pouring pine salt and coffee. Uh, at least that's what the claim is, you know. Allegedly. 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 So, like, you know, she doesn't have to beat you up in that regard, but she can do sneaky other stuff like that to harm you. Or scared that she's going to hurt your other children. Mm-hmm. Or so There's so many other things. So I didn't like that she was so, like... Okay, so take care of her and get her help. Um, also, I don't like that they said, so just get the child help. They have took her to multiple facilities and nothing was working. Yeah. So to say just get her help, it doesn't seem like it was as easy cut and dry as she's saying. So that kind of rubbed me a little bit the wrong way. Yeah. Like She was kind of being judgmental. A little too much. Yeah. Like, you guys... Maybe you couldn't afford the twenty five grand, so I don't want to slam them for that because twenty five grand—that's a lot of money for me. Okay, right. oh, for I don't sure. have twenty five grand Same. to, no. you know. But it, you know, the Barnetts did try. Like, so I don't know. There's just—I feel like there's a lot of not as easy as it sounds. You know, grass isn't always greener on the other side. You yeah. know, like. Um, so that kind of just bothered me a little bit. Yeah, I, I'm i right there with you. And then there was another couple who looked into adopting Natalia. Uh, Dwayne and Robin, Ferris from Austin, uh, who, like Judy, had forms of dwarfism. And they were suspicious of Natalia's former adoptive parents when they were asked to be reimbursed for the previous meckle, meckle? medical expenses for the child. But they headed out to New Hampshire to meet her anyway, and they didn't get the vibe that they wanted. So From Natalia, like yes. they were kind of like mm, something's this might off. Not be a fit for us. Yes, um, they said that she was just something wasn't right. They couldn't quite place it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if she was acting out or if you know they didn't think she was quite as young as they were saying. There was they couldn't really place it, but. They and also they don't want to pay for medical bills that are already created. Right. You don't pay for past medical bills. It's like back you, pay. Almost. You pay for future ones because mm-hmm. it shouldn't be on their. It shouldn't be their responsibility to like pay for the previous ones. Yeah, it should be on her parents that she had at that time. Yes. So. Um, they said that they couldn't put their finger on it. The situation, that it was, it was some kind of evil, something evil. And Natalia was there. Something was wrong with her. And they thought that, you know, for the first time ever, I completely trusted my intuition and did not adopt her. Yeah. I mean, I get that. Like, it's a big decision to, you know, adopt in general at all. But then let alone... You know, a child who has major disabilities and needs a lot of medical attention and who also has this reputation going around or these rumors going around also. So that can that's just a huge decision. So if they weren't 100% feeling it, I don't blame them for not, you know, deciding to take her on. No, absolutely. And if you're not feeling it 100%, I mean, you're taking somebody's life like that's a forever home you you can't like be kind of iffy on it you have to be all in or nothing you know exactly so so 
Next was um, when she had her first apartment, there were some neighbors and her behavior once placed in that first apartment was observed by neighbors and they found her to be quite odd. Quite a few of them said her actions with the children and her entering homes of the apartments was unnerving to the point that they avoided her. They began locking her doors. None of them knew her parents. So they had this preconceived ideas about her, but she made them all feel quite uncomfortable. And let me break this down a little bit for you guys. So she began to kind of make friends with some of these neighbors. One old lady, you know, seen her trying to carry the groceries in because Christine was kind of a dill hole and would bring her groceries but would put them like outside on the sidewalk but then sit in her car and watch Natalia try to bring them in by herself. See, that's so, that's mean. Right. That's That's where Christine's credibility is a little shoddy. You know what I mean? Um, So this little lady would help her, you know, bring them in and was like, you know, hey, you know, what's going on? Like, you know, tried to get to know her. But that was kind of a friendship that, Ended because she tried to get frisky with the grandson of the lady. And the little lady would come home and Natalia would be in her house going through her fridge. Just random things. So they would start locking the door. And then once she tried to hit on her grandson, her grandson shut it down. Because they were like eight. I was going to say, how old was the grandson? The young. Like, they were, they were playing, like, Xbox and video games. And they're like, don't touch me. Ew, like, go yeah. away. So they told her. And after that, she was like, yeah, you're not allowed in here no more. Like, yeah. ever, unless I'm home or ever at all, you know. Right. And she would tell them, like, you know, I tried to kill my mom and dad. And now, again, allegedly, now it's coming out that she was coerced into saying that. She was trained to tell people that, mm-hmm. that it didn't really happen, that if anybody asked, this is what. So that that goes back to the he said, she said. Right, back and forth. Yes. So all of this stuff is very allegedly. Um, I just want to say most of the stuff in the, from episode one, that was on Mike and Christine's version. Right, correct. So I'm not saying that 100% happened. I'm just saying that's their side of the story. Um, they did say that they think Natalia is going to have a her side of the story, which would be very interesting to watch. For sure. So we'll see if that comes out. I'm sure there will be because all the stuff has been thrown at her. And Yeah. If I was her and everything that you know she's saying is true, I would for sure want to get my side out rebuttal, as well. Yeah. yeah. So I did watch the videos um, after her being interviewed with Dr. Phil as well. And I think you watched Dr. Phil ones as well. Yes. And to where she says she's 16 and the, you know, the Burnett's, you know, they're lying about everything. She's not crazy. She never tried to hurt anybody. Her new family is there. They co-signed that she lived with them for almost eight years and never had any drama, violence at the house. Now, they can't adopt her because legally she's considered 33 right now because of her birth certificate. Mm-hmm. Whether she is or she isn't, by law, she's 33. Right. Um, which, if she really isn't, that sucks because that probably screws her out of so many things that she could have got help with. Oh, for sure. For, like, you know, disability and... You know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. However, it brings her closer to double ARP soon. I mean, there's That's, that. That is true. <laughs> yep. 
looking at the bright side. Uh, silver lining, people. Silver yeah. lining. Um, I'm almost there myself. Oh my gosh. Um, so they, you know, they go back and they say that there hasn't been any violence in her house. However, um, in the video, I do want to point out, like, I noticed, like. Just the body language and the seating of the lady and her husband. There's like a whole big old space couch cushion between them. So I'm just like, hmm. I'm like, is everything as hunky doors they say? Because you're not sitting with your family. You're like way over here. Like I did notice that too. They were sitting pretty far apart. And like, I feel like the only thing that I would be like, oh, okay, then that's fine. Is if like. The producers of the show told them, like, you I mean, maybe they did, but... But if they didn't, like, then there's some kind of... You know, you'd think they'd be sitting closer together. His armor on her, holding her hand, emotional yeah. support, supporting, you know... Right, as just, talking about this tough topic. Yeah, nerves are going to be there. you think you'd be more coddled together, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Teach their own, right. you know. Um, but I would really seriously be interested in hearing what Natalia has to say. Mm-hmm. I do believe that... Michael and Christine are fabricating, maybe not, I don't know, even fabricating, dramatizing. Um, I do believe there is some stuff that is being told differently than how it happened. Mm -hmm. I do believe that there is Christine and Michael's version, and I do believe there's Natalia version, and then there's like the truth in the middle. I am right there with you, I think. I keep going back and forth. Like, I don't think anybody's innocent. Yeah. I do think Christine is a terrible woman. Yeah. I do believe she did probably some abuse to Natalia. Mm -hmm. I do believe that she is, she looks evil. She looks like, I don't know, like she she didn't look warm and loving. Like I thought she would be in the first time I heard the podcast. Right. Um. Even, like, to the things she did, like, making her go to the second-story apartment, carry her own groceries, like, leaving her by herself in general, no matter what age she actually was, kind of just goes to show her character. I don't know. I just, I get that if that stuff did happen, you're obviously feeling bitter and you don't want anything to do with this person. But at the same time, like... I feel like it's it's cold and you're not that great of a person if you just, like, let them fend for themselves and, like, make it really difficult for them. You know, I would like to know about what she would say about the neighbor that came over when they caught her trying to undress the little boy's pants mm-hmm. um, or how she hid on the old woman's husband in the laundry room. So those things are things that I would like to... Just the, all the suggesting sexual contact conduct um how she you know acted um why they you know she felt the neighbors had to lock their doors to keep her out how she made everybody around her feel when she first moved into the first complex like she admitted to stalking them she called 911 on herself saying she wanted to hurt them however later she did claim that christine made her do that again one story versus the other yeah there's so much back and forth, like, where you're just like, I have no idea who to believe. Because, like, there are valid points on both sides, and you're like, how are you supposed to, like, make a 
decision on who's right and who's wrong, like when you're not there. And I know Christine recorded it, but how hard is it to force somebody to say something and then record it? Especially if she is a little kid, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you can't always go by just the videos that you see either. Right. Um, I do believe that if Michael and Christine 100% thought that this girl was evil and in their truest of truths believe that she was 18 and they wanted to put her up in an apartment, okay. But she is still handicapped. So second floor, no. Mm -hmm. um, you have to go over there and, you know, make sure she is cooking and cleaning and bathing. And you have to go over there every single day and check on her. Right. Or you have to give her hired around the care help. Yeah, hire like a home nurses and stuff like that. Somebody, a nanny yeah. or something. I do not believe the way they did it was a very good way. Right, exactly. Um, I don't know, like, see, again, that's where it goes back to it's hard because the court legally changed her, you know, and I don't know, was that, do you think, a preemptive strike? Like, was Christine that smart? Like, hey, if I get them to change this, we're free and clear of right. all charges? And that's that very well could be the case, you know? Yeah, it's so hard because if she just didn't want to deal with this little girl she could have fabricated this whole thing if she you know maybe maybe natalia was like acting out and doing certain things but then and also like her medical disability that also probably caused a little bit of stress and strain so she could have fabricated this whole entire thing but how do you get the bone densities to fake their you know what i mean right the only thing with that is it, it came back different so many times and it's know. like i don't even can't but all you got to do is find is. the one that's stuck and you take that exactly. one Exactly, you, you run know. with that one. You're like, see? See what it says? Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's This is where I'm telling you it's so crazy. Yeah, it really is. But I get it. If it's true on their end, you know, protecting my boys, my, you know, my first three kids, that's, that's going to be big. You know, Mama Bear is coming out. Right. But again, then put her in like even a facility of apartments that have like um, like where you can take like autistic kids and they they stay in there, but they have they can live on their own, but they have help there that'll come in. But it, they have like a game room, kind of like a place like old seniors would go, okay, where yeah. they can live on their own right. in their own little apartments. Yes, but they it's have like in on, a facility. but it's in a facility that have people there to help you, and with your daily life yeah, living. That would be much more helpful for her. But again, I feel like if they would have did it that way, then if they were doing something illegal like CPS wise or abusive or whatever. They might have been scared. Someone would have checked into the background. I don't know what they would have been scared of. Right. Again. It that's... raises like a red flag a little bit. But at least they could have said they tried to do it the right way. Yeah. Know? Yes, we took off to Canada, but she was in a facility that had nurses, doctors, cooks, teachers, game rooms, peers. She wasn't alone. You right. Right. Um, I believe Michael and Christine do have a lot of domestic issues, <laughs> violent issues with each other. I believe 
Christine had control issues with the whole family. After watching the documentary um, and doing some of the research, I believe the only person that seems to be somewhat in the family, a little bit, I don't want to say normal, but calm, maybe, was Jacob, the son. Yeah. And he still looks like he has some little bit of, you know, issues too. But yeah, that's probably just from having jacked up parents. <laughs> so right, did yeah, that. seriously. <laughs> Um, I feel bad for him. I feel like he's between a rock and a hard place because, you know, he's got to go on and make this video. And he has to admit that his mom made him pee on Natalia's bed and blankets and toys to teach her a lesson from peeing on the couch. Like, That's wild to me. That's terrible. Like, now that's abusive to both children. Literally. Like, why are you putting him through that too? Like, it's horrible. Yeah. And you could see, like, he had a lot of regret that that happened. Oh, like, yeah. But if you're scared of your mom. Right, and you're a kid. And you're a kid. And do what she says. You know, pee on your sister's bed, and you're like. Why? Okay. Right. And who knows how she spun it. She probably went like, oh, it's a fun game. Right. Or no, she might have been not. aggressive about it, scary. Like, who knows? It's so horrible. It's so weird and twisted, too. I do not like that they... Um, then they, Michael admitted it and Natalia said it, so that they would make Natalia stand nose on the wall for eight hours Mm -hmm. and that she peed and she, you know, pooped herself and she couldn't eat and all because of trying to get information from her. She may not legitimately even known some of the information that she was trying to get. Or if you go into shock or you're scared or whatever it is, like, on that moment, you can't think straight, especially if you're covered in pee and poop and hungry and tired and been yelled at for six hours already, like... And the fact that she's standing and she has a disability where she... Her legs get sore very fast, like, for eight hours. My legs would get freaking sore standing on a wall for eight hours. So, like, imagine having a disability on top of that. I know. So, you know, I do believe that... Um, that could have caused maybe a little bad wiring in Natalia. Maybe her doing that caused her to become toxic or aggressive mm-hmm. or angry or, you know, maybe that's why she started lashing out. Like, right. if she, you know, I don't know. Like, it's just... <sighs> it's wild on both parts. It does make me wonder why... Other people gave up Natalia, though, so quickly. So one claimed that she tried to break her son's arm while they were wrestling. Now, Natalia said that it was a complete accident. It just got carried away. But it gave that lady such bad vibes that she got Natalia out of the house pretty quick. Mm -hmm. So that kind of makes me wonder, like, if it was a one-time incident, like, one and done and it happened, like... Why would you give her up so quick if it was that was the only thing that ever happened? Right. There had to be other things around that to make her feel those vibes. Like, yeah, because like someone wouldn't, or at least majority of people wouldn't just get rid of the child immediately after that one incident. You yeah. know, that would be very dramatic. That's kind of where I was thinking on that. Um, 
and they also said that they thought that she could you know possibly be violent they you know claimed she was a sociopath a liar um and that it took this new family that she's got to calm her down um I find that a little odd like if you are violent and a sociopath and a liar and all those things to me it seems weird that you would just immediately stop with one family like it would just all go away yeah and then you just become the perfect child for one family but the rest all had problems with you yeah, because there was another family even before that. After the broken arm boy, there was another one. And I can't quite remember what she said, but there was an incident between her and her daughter. So they got rid of her. So I don't know. Like, these are the big focus points to where I'm just like, something's not right somewhere. Yeah. Like, do I believe that Christine and Michael's hand is God? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, do I believe Natalia, everything they did was a lie? No, I don't. I believe she did some, but was it as far as her just being, pushing boundaries of a kid who's been given up so much? Maybe. Right. Was it a darker level? (laughs) Maybe. Like. So many questions. And I know a lot of people are talking about Michael and him being on this documentary of his demeanor, his attitude, and he did look very weird. He did give some weird vibes. But on a serious note, I do want to say, like, Jacob is on the spectrum. Um, They said in the very beginning that he had Asperger's and autism. So would it be that hard of a stretch to think that Maybe Michael has a form of autism. He totally Or maybe on the spectrum some hard. So that could be some of his, like, movements Mm -hmm. and his, like, some of his anxiety. And um, I don't know. I just feel like some of his demeanor could have been undiagnosed, you know, autism or Asperger's as well. I don't think that's far-fetched at all because I can't even imagine the amount of people out there who are undiagnosed with being on the spectrum just because there are so many people who are so high functioning with it you know it doesn't mean like their wives are like that greatly affected but they can still be fall somewhere on the spectrum and they just don't know or don't realize that that's what it is right and if it's unmedicated that could you know the way his eyes were and the way he cried so much which i do feel a lot of the crying was for the camera okay some of it i do feel was a little over the top yeah i could be wrong Mm -hmm. Um, but after like the 18th box of tissues, you're just like, you're like, okay, you know, know. and he was very animated. I don't know if you saw the clip where he's like punching the floor Yes. and he was telling a story about how that's how Christine was punishing Natalia. She was punching her Mm -hmm. like that when he came home. Yeah. Um, so I do feel like he got a little over animated, but I just wondered maybe he's on the spectrum a little bit too in a different way. He totally could be. Yeah, for sure. Do I think he's weird? Yes. Right. Do I feel like he is a good person? I think he wants to be. I think he's trying to be. Mm-hmm. Do I think he did a bad thing with this Natalia? I do. Right. Um, he goes on to talk about how he couldn't stand up to her and how he was scared of her 
maybe he really was. I mean, I don't know. Do men really get that scared of their wives? I mean, possibly. They th- they definitely could. I mean, if she was Abusive that intense, can go both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe he couldn't stand up to her. Do I feel it let Natalia down? Yes. For sure. Should he have dug deeper for Natalia and his boys? Yes, because he states in there that he hasn't seen two of his boys in like eight years. That's sad. Um, Jacob lives with him, but... So, that's sad, too, because it does sound like he misses his boys. Do I feel he was as evil as Christine? No. Do I feel he needs to own up to some of the wrongdoings? Yes. I feel like, in his own sort of way through the documentary, he kind of was. Okay. Um, Blaming a lot of it on Christine, yes. But I do feel like, in his own trying way he was trying to say yes i messed up i should have but i didn't like yeah at least he's owning it even if he's not apologetic for it you know right so as far as christine goes if natalia was just a little girl who got the short end of the stick then i hope christine gets everything that's coming to her and i hope it's very terrible i hope at the end of the day she just has a very hard life. Um, I hope karma finds her. And, it's you know, it's very mind-boggling because, you know, it made it sound like she was so good with her boys, especially raising an autistic boy. You have to have more patience than the average and give more love. And, you know, to say you have so much love to give, but then you get somebody with a disability, knowing that she does, you're still up for the task And to give up that quick and have your fuse cut that short, I feel like something's not right because if you're taking on a disability child, you have to have a never-ending strength of patience. For sure, yeah. That's not... Because it's it's not ever-ending. Like, it's going to be a constant struggle. And you would think, yeah, like, she would know that bringing her into it, you know, having an autistic son herself, like... It's just, it's very weird, like, why in the first place ever even did they bring her in? If I don't know. It's just... Again, that goes back to the, hey, if you pay this money, you can have her in 24 hours. It's an emergency. It's now or never. Right. Yeah, exactly. If why I so quick? If I told that, I'd be like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. I need more details. Like, why? Because that's just too much. Yeah. So... Um, on that note, after everything was said and done, Michael filed for divorce from Christine in 2014. After almost 20 years of marriage, their split was finalized in 2018. She did not make it very easy on him, but that's a different kind of podcast. Oh my goodness. And four years. Wow. So regardless of how old her birth certificate said she is, Natalia said that the investigators were not convinced that the Barnett's hands were clean and went after the couple for neglect. Michael and Christine were both charged in 2019 in Tippecanoe County, Indiana, with neglect of a dependent, neglect of dependent causing bodily injury, neglect of a dependent causing serious bodily injury, endangering dependent's life, abandoning, or cruelly confining a dependent, and conspiracy to neglect a dependent. 
That's a lot of dependence. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> um, they both pled not guilty. Before I continue this, um, I also want to say that there was a part to that they interviewed um, a gentleman. I want to say he was like a minor actor or something. Uh, he also has dwarfism, but he's older, grown man. And he said that he got the text messages where he, Christine um, was trying to, like, flirt with him and say, you know, very sexy, sexy, you know, bump bump bum chung chung type, you know, stuff. And then she offered up Natalia to him. And he was like, absolutely not. And he's like, even if she was of age, he's like, I don't have intercourse with people of my, he's like, mine are full women. I'm attracted to regular women. Not oh, yeah. women. But then she went on to say that um, Natalia and Michael had had intercourse. Michael denied it all on the show. He actually got pissed off and walked off. Yeah. Now, I haven't heard Natalia say anything about it, but I believe that if that was actually true, this would be a bigger case and there would be yeah. charges would be a little bit more different than just neglect. Right, yeah. Um, again, when they went to court, um, it tells you the only thing they went to court for was strictly on neglect. Mm -hmm. They couldn't talk about anything in the case. They couldn't talk about the knives. They couldn't talk about the pine saw. They couldn't talk. This was strictly, was it neglect for leaving her in the apartment? Like that's all, you know, and the jury had to go by her being 33. Yeah. They could not go by her being. That's crazy. You know, so a lot of jurors had issues with that yeah. because they were looking at her thinking, like, she's younger than, you know. Right. So that was very tough for some of the jurors, I said. So I just wanted to throw that in there, too. That would be very tough if I was on that jury. Like, that would be tough because you're sitting there thinking, like, I don't know. Yeah, because I said all of them wanted him to be, for them to be guilty, but because you have to go by actual factual right, evidence on her birth certificate, yeah, that's so, tough. Um, a judge dismissed a number of the charges against Michael on February 2022, but he still went on to trial in October on three counts of neglect and one count of conspiracy to neglect an independent. Natalia, who was allegedly bound to give her birth date as on the stand, she had to say she was born in 1989. Um, one of the witnesses testified that she wasn't capable of caring for herself when Michael and Christine moved away, that they left her in a second-story apartment with stairs. She could barely navigate, and she didn't know how to cook. She didn't know how to use most appliances. She said she wanted to be with the Barnetts. She said she wanted to live with them. The defense argued that she made it clear she wanted nothing to do with Michael or Christine, countered with a video of Natalia at the grocery store and crossing a street on her own. Now, after just a few, hour, few hours of deliberations, Michael was found not guilty. He was initially subpoenaed to testify against Christine, but prosecutors ultimately dropped their case against his ex-wife in March. Her trial is scheduled to begin in April. They asked for a comment um, from the prosecutor, Patrick Harrington, pointed to the language of his own motion dismissed, the state believes that there would be insufficient evidence at a trial to prove charges in this case beyond reasonable doubt. Christine's attorney, Mark 
Nicholson told WLFI's News 18 that its client cannot believe it's Natalia has denied Michael and Christine's allegations and that she was a con artist for posing as a kid and dangerous to boot. It's not true, she said on Dr. Phil, November 2019. It's not true at all. I just want people to hear my side of the story. Natalia has denied hiding knives in her room, attempting the poison, trying to shove her into the electric fence. Um, as the footage shows, you know, her running errands on her own. I actually didn't even go grocery shopping. My landlord took me to the gas station or something just to get me a couple of things. The Barnett's had given me food, like canned food and just stuff like that. I didn't know what to say when the Barnett's told her they were moving to Canada, she recalled. I didn't really know what was going on, so after it happened, I was very confused. When she appeared on Dr. Phil with Cynthia and Antoine Mans, the parents of five years that had been living with her, she's been living with since 2013, Cynthia explained to a friend who was a neighbor of Natalia's in Lafayette, called her up saying there's a girl living all by herself who claimed to be 22, but something's obviously not right. Cynthia and Antoine, her legal guardian since 2016, called her a genuine, loving girl. Natalia has since sat down with the ID upcoming special, The Curious Case of Natalia Grace. Natalia Speaks, due to premiere later this summer. So maybe she has hers coming out then. Yeah. The things that Christina and Michael have said that all I, things I've done, they're all a lie. So... You know, according to Entertainment Tonight, you know, they said, I've never done anything that Christine and Michael have said that I've done. Noting that Cynthia and Antoine could speak to whom she really is, Natalia said, it's very frustrating to hear everyone speaking from Christine and Michael's side. And because I really don't know who I am, and I want people to know who I am and what happened to me, but all I'm hearing is the stuff that never actually happened. I'm like, it's shocking and it's frustrating because it's not even true. And people are believing Christine and Michael and saying it without even hearing my side. Um, after that, files should have been charged. And, well, she was just kind of hoping that they would get a little bit of jail time, maybe get their, you know, their karma. But as I said, Michael got off. And I did look into it, and it looks like that all charges against Christine and I'm getting dropped as well. Wow. So I don't know if they end up finding more or if they get a stronger case they can go back on. Um, I did get my information from Five Chicago Online and In Touch Magazine. Also, the ID channel DACO I did watch. And then this is just an article, Why Did Anna Gava Put Natalia Grace Up for Adoption? So they interviewed her biological mom in 2022 um, ahead of Michael's trial and they showed footage of the interview and they showed that her birth certificate does say that she was born in 2003. Now, this has been very difficult as well because some people were saying it's a fake, other people were saying it's legit. Um... They said that when she regained consciousness after the anesthesia, the next day, doctors came in and said, there's no sense to take her home, you know, and Natalia has a disability. They said she won't be able to walk and she'll be very short-statured. Short and I added that surgery 
to help Natalia that would have cost her over $100,000 that she could not afford. I didn't initially want to leave her, but doctors said there's nothing you can do for her. You are young. They said you are 24. Don't ruin your life. You will have other children, she said tearfully. Anna revealed that the, in the doctor's series that she currently has four kids in addition to Natalia. And she already had a daughter named Julia when she gave birth to Natalia. Anna added that she regrets giving Natalia up and she's thought about her for years. She said she was shocked to hear the accusations of Michael and Christine made against Natalia and the way they left her in Indiana. Natalia was promised of piles of gold and it turned into the opposite. Now, I will say, I don't blame any of this on Anna right. because she was young. But one, what kind of freaking doctor are you to say to abandon your child? That's where my mind I feel went. like that... Okay, different countries. So this is from... U they're in Ukraine. Yeah. So maybe that's a different tone and vibe over there. Mm -hmm. Not saying that it is, but... Right. It, when I was pregnant with Charlotte, they told me that her leg was going to be crooked. Mm -hmm. um, the doctor did suggest possibly terminating the pregnancy. I walked out of there in tears, bawling my eyes out, and I never stepped foot back in that hospital. I found a new doctor immediately Good. and said, she is a baby. I know she's a girl. That's how far along I am. Right. I'm like five months pregnant. Yeah, no and you're t you, it, That's a human. That's my child. And why would I abort my child over a messed up leg? Yeah, 100%. That's horrible that he even thought to suggest that. To yes. You. They shouldn't even have that right to, like, make those kinds of Not suggestions. Not at all. Like, if you, if the person having the baby personally wants to know if that's an option, they can ask. Like, the doctors shouldn't suggest those Absolutely things. not. They like, can, they give you the facts. It's all they should be able to give exactly. you. Exactly. The facts. No opinions. And yeah, like, so that doctor, I feel like maybe all of this is his fault. Yep. Honestly, it is because... And if she was young, too, and, like, probably scared, and if she didn't have a lot of money, this guy's going on saying, like, trying to convince her, like, she probably was terrified and didn't know what to do and thought, well, this doctor's telling me this is the right thing. It's going to be $100,000, my life is going to be ruined, and just leave her, or I'll be fine. Right, like, like, and especially just after, never, just after giving birth, you are so freaking emotional, your hormones aren't leveled yet. Right. So... Um, Anna's last known residence was in Ukraine in 2019, according to Daily Mail. It's not clear if she and Natalia has any contact yet or not. I'm not sure. Natalia currently lives in Indiana with her adoptive parents, Cynthia and Antoine. Now, they keep saying adoptive parents, but from what I heard that they couldn't legally adopt her, so I don't know if something's changed there. Right. Uh, Natalia's story went viral in 2019 when Michael and Christine were charged. But um, after the media attention on Anna, um, who decided to speak to the press, in an interview on Daily Mail TV, Anna insisted that Natalia's birthday is truly September 3rd, 2003, as is stated on the birth record. She also confirmed that Natalia was an infant when she gave her up for adoption because she couldn't give the proper care to her disability. And she hopes that Natalia would someday return to the Ukraine so she could see her. Daughter, forgive me for what happened 16 years ago. Visit soon for me to see you. We are waiting for you. You have two sisters and two brothers. Wow. So that was the crazy 
horrible, don't know how to dissect who's lying and who's not story of Mm -hmm. Natalia Grace. Um, All I can say is that if she's with a family that is doing her well and there's nothing sinister going on on either end, then let that be and everybody move forward and hopefully she can just keep enjoying life. Yeah, exactly. You know, I I went back and forth so many times in this story and I'm still not 100% sold on what the truth actually is. But where I'm leaning more towards, I think, I, I don't know. I feel like she is, I I think she was born in 2003. I'm starting to think so a little bit too. Like I said, when I first heard the interview, I was like, oh my God, this, this is a crazy bitch. Mm-hmm. You know, this lady tried to get away with something. Um, but after watching, like I said, the doco, the Dr. Phil, reading online, just putting all my own pieces together. Again, I don't think that she's an innocent as she's playing it up to be. Yeah. But I do feel like she was a lot younger than they're making her sound as well. Maybe she wasn't six. Maybe she was really nine. Right, yeah. But either way, there was wrongdoings on both ends. Exactly. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. I feel like it could be... You know, the story of, like, there's their side, there's her side, and then there's the truth. Like, I feel like, obviously, she probably did have some behavioral issues because she got kicked out of multiple homes. So I do think she did have some issues. I don't think it's everything's 100% hunky-dory. She's the perfect daughter, like this new family's claiming. I mean, I hope she is, but... I have suspicions about that. I feel like, you know, we're going on Dr. Phil. Let's put on a good face and show and act like we're the happiest, most put-together family there is. But, especially since that was before the cases came to a close against Christina Michael. But who knows? I mean, I feel like we'll never really know the full truth of the entire story. I don't think so either. Yeah. I feel like this will be one where everybody's just going to be wondering for the rest of time. (laughs) Well, like I said, I'm very interested in seeing her documentary that comes out because that might... There will also be a telling of watching her posture and her... Yes. The vibes she gives off and how she answers them and... You know, hopefully they ask the right questions because I feel like there's so many questions that need to be asked that Dr. Phil did not ask. But if Dr. Phil came out first, then obviously, I don't know. Right. But before we head out for the night, um, obviously we talked two days about Natalia. So how could we not dive into the movie Orphan here for a little bit? I did not see Orphan until I started working on the Natalia case and funny but true story I'm driving home and I said Kay I call her up and she's like you know what up low and I'm like hey Kay okay really we don't sound like that well some days right um and I said have you you know heard about this Natalia Grace case and she said no lay it on me so I start telling her and she's like orphan I'm like what are you talking about and she's like the movie orphan she's like is that what that's about and I'm like I have no idea what you're talking about. 
So she had me watch the movie Orphan. Now, it was not based on Natalia Grace. However, the similarities in the movie were very close. Some people do suggest, did Christine get the idea from this movie? Right. You know, to make her look like that. Um, But either way, Elizabeth Furman, you are a great psychotic um, she played that very well. She did. She played it amazingly. Um, yeah, so I feel like the movie was a little crazy. I did not see the second one. Kay did. She said it was decent. Um, and you said it was a prequel. Yeah, so this one came out just recently, like, at least, I think, within the past year. It's newer. Um... But yeah, it kind of goes back in time to like show her first family or whatever and her getting out of like the psych ward and everything. Um, But it's basically the same exact thing. Like she gets into this family's home and is pretending to be someone she's not, pretending to be an age that she's not because she has this condition that makes her look way younger and it's literally just like the Natalia story pretty much except for obviously Natalia didn't murder them and it wasn't as intense as the movie made it which usually is how it goes (laughs) and I do want to say I was I feel like I was misled okay I was told that Alex Sarsgaard was the dad (laughs) and the movie started and no offense, but it was Peter Sarsgaard. It was not Alexander Sarsgaard. Yeah, one of the many So, <laughs> kind of hard to confuse the two of those yeah. guys, besides the last name. Right. Um, so, that was a little bit of a disappointment. I thought there was going to be a little bit different eye candy in there. Yeah. Um, not quite. <laughs> Just a different brother, you know. So, I did see that... Uh, Julia Stiles was in the second one, which mm-hmm. I haven't seen her in anything in a while. So shout out to her because I remember loving Save the Last Dance. She did a good job in, that, in the second one. 10 Things movie. I Hate About You. That one is classic. Um, but yeah, she did a really good job in the second movie. There's a little bit of the, a twist. I'm not going to give it away because so because Lo hasn't seen it. And some of you may not have seen it since it is kind of a little bit more new. But in the second one, there's a little bit more of a twist and difference than there was in the first one um but that's all i'll say but uh yeah it was a good movie i would definitely recommend watching it but yeah when you were telling me about this story immediately my mind was like wait this sounds just like the plot of orphan (laughs) which obviously if you guys don't even know what orphan is well it's pretty much what we've just been talking about for two episodes yeah Um, This lady, though, in the movie, she was definitely way more sinister. Right. Um, She actually committed murder. Yeah. Um, The anxiety when the treehouse got set on fire with the little boy on it. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, definitely um, a lot of similarities. So Mm -hmm. if you were totally into this Natalia Grace thing, um, go watch Orphan. Again, not related not based off of her, just an airy coincidence that... Yes. Very, very similar. As far as, like, the story goes, not the details. 
but yeah, uh, definitely check that out. <laughs> but yeah, Lo, I'm so glad you picked this story because, I don't know, the whole thing is just like mind-boggling but entertaining and just insane, like all wrapped into one. Yeah, I, like I said, I heard it before we even became an idea of doing a podcast together. I was listening to it. I want to say it was morbid, but I can't remember. There's so many of them that I've listened to. Um, and when we first started doing it, this was one of the stories. I was like, hey, maybe we should cover that one. And I just kept always putting it like on the back burner because mm-hmm. we'd always had other stories that popped up or different ideas or whatever. So my only regret is that I didn't do it the first time I thought about us covering it because then we could be doing an update show right now. Right, right. Instead. With the, with the documentary and everything. Yes. Um, but, however, I thought, okay, I know everybody's probably talking about this right now, but it's a good just conversation piece. For and, sure. Um, just, again, maybe people can hear our perspective or they can write in and give us their perspective and we can share what they thought. You know, maybe, I don't know what's going to come out of it because nobody died. Nobody's, you know, missing. Nobody's really hurt. The one thing we can hope is that eventually the truth will come out. Yeah. And justice can be served to either let it be laid to rest or let Natalia have her name cleared if it needs to be cleared. Let Michael clear his name if it needs to be cleared. Whatever. But hopefully soon the truth will come out and we can just put it to rest. Yeah. And I hope that. But I feel like I feel like that ain't going to happen. No, probably not. I, I feel like the only way is if they can prove that she was born in 2003 and get her birth certificate changed again and then retry. Well, they said that they found the one. They claim that it is authentic. So they from the if they can from change her it mom, back, then like they can retry Christine and Michael. Double jeopardy. He can't oh, leave her tried. Yeah, you're right. He could scream it from the rooftop right now. I lied. I lied. I'm an effing liar. You're right. And there's nothing they can do. Yep. I didn't think about that. You're correct. Now that could probably get him on other charges if you know, I don't know what, but right. They could be creative with it. I'm sure. But like I said, we'll be tuning in and. Eventually, maybe we'll do an update version when Natalia's story comes out, Mm and we'll go from there. Yeah, definitely. So, thanks for logging back in, sticking through it. Again, sorry if it's one that you guys are like, we've heard this story 15 times. Could you put something new out? Well, hopefully next week we'll have something different out. (laughs) I don't think anybody's (laughs) thinking that because this shit's crazy, okay? (laughs) I know I'm like at C the edge to of my the seat. R to the A to the Y. Yep. Cray, cray. Cray, cray is correct. Like, this shit's insane. So, there's a lot of fishy, 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 fishies. So many <laughs> throughout the whole story. <laughs> it's one big red flag. Like. Exactly. Giant ass red flag. <laughs> They got like a upholstery, a tarp, their house tissue just painted red. Literally. Both everything's of them. red. <laughs> Uh, well, on that note, I'm going to take KK down and show her a movie she hasn't seen. Yay. And then next week she can give reviews on it. I'm excited. I love showing KK movies she's never seen. I love it too because I get to see new movies that I've never seen. <laughs> and they're all my generation because we're that far apart. <laughs> 
Well, they're always good. They're never bad. So you always pick good ones for me to watch. Let's see if I can hold strong for tonight. I know. Don't let me down low. Don't let me down. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, we will see you. Sorry. We will talk to you guys. Yes. Next week. And, well, we got to go. Stay creepy, y'all. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.